Hey everyone, it's Pastor Matt. Grab a beer, open the Bible, and ask some questions. This is Beers and Bibles. Welcome back to Beers and Bibles. This is episode 10, Founders, Solid Gold, and John chapter 10. I've got to be honest, I've been uh, excited about going through the last couple of recordings because we've been on a, a little bit of a West Michigan streak with New Holland, Dragon's Milk, and and now Solid Gold. I believe West Michigan is one of the best places to get beer in the country, probably in the world. And so excited to jump in with Founders Solid Gold today. It's a, a lager that they really took a chance on, I think, uh, because they, they were trying to do something new and creative. Uh, it's not going to be your typical super easy drinking lager, a little bit more hoppy than a, a traditional lager. That goes into my review. It's it's not something I necessarily prefer, but uh, something that I, I think still is, is very good, and depending on your flavor profile, can be something good for you. Founders says about Solid Gold, their brewery was built on an attitude of no regrets. An attitude of taking risks to bring the best beer possible to our fellow renegades and rebels. Never brewing to style, but always brewing what we want to drink. Our take on a classic solid gold is a drinkable premium lager brewed with the highest quality ingredients. Challenging what a lager can be, that's something we won't regret. I, I really think it plays out in the, the flavor profile of this lager. Probably more hoppy than a traditional lager is going to be. And if you are into an IPA, if you love the hops, then this is going to be something easy drinking that you like. If you like your beer without hops, if you're not one of the IPA guys, then probably not going to be a lager you're interested in drinking. Our text today is John 10. One of Jesus's great I am statements comes in John chapter 10. And so we're going to jump in. Verse 1, truly, truly, I say to you. He who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all of his own, he goes before them that the sheep might follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they flee from him. For they don't know the voice of strangers. This figure of speech Jesus used with them, but they did not understand what he was saying. And again, John is writing his gospel at the end of his life of all of the books that he wrote, which are contained in the New Testament, Revelation, the three letters, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, and the Gospel of John. This is the one that he writes at the end. This is the one that he gives to his disciples, whom he's taught throughout his whole life. And as he is approaching the end of his life, he says, okay, let's get this all down. Let's tell you what Jesus was up to so that you might have life in his name. And so there are kind of parathetical statements throughout his gospel that he kind of tells you what's going on in the story he's telling. So Jesus said to them again, verse 7, truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers. Jesus is actually referring to um, messiahs who claimed to be who he was, but did not have the proof, did not actually come from God. And verse 8 continues, it says, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief, Satan, comes only to steal and to destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. 
So what are you struggling with right now? Like what are what are those things in in your life where maybe it's a little bit difficult to deal with and you feel like like God isn't necessarily a God of abundance because here Jesus is saying quite the opposite. You are loved. You're loved by the savior of the world who laid down his life for you and gives you all things. Paul says it a little differently in Ephesians chapter 3. God is a a God who can do more than we can even ask or imagine, immeasurably. And so Jesus says, verse 11, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. The wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he's a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them in also, and they will listen to my voice, so there will be one flock, one shepherd. Now, this is a passage of the Bible that some people um, have said, well, aliens exist. Obviously, Jesus is talking about earth, and this is his sheep pen, earth. And if there are other sheep that aren't of this world, then obviously aliens exist. I mean, of course they do. And this is one of the verses they use. Now, I don't necessarily believe that Jesus is referring to aliens here, although he would be the one to know if aliens exist. I believe Jesus is talking about the distinction between Jews and Gentiles. Jesus routinely throughout his ministry speaks to the Jewish people. And he routinely throughout his ministry says that his salvation is not just for those chosen, but for all people, including people like myself who are born German with no Jewish lineage, ancestry, anything. I am grafted in to the family of God through the works of Jesus. And so he says, I'm gathering all people. I am a God, a savior for all people. Verse 17 For this reason, the Father loves me, because I lay down my life that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have the authority to lay it down, and I have the authority to take it up again. This charge I have received from my Father. So even going and and looking ahead, Good Friday is coming. Jesus dies, but no one takes his life from him. The Jews mocked him while he hung on the cross. They said, come down and save yourself if you're the Messiah. And Jesus, basically speechless, by staying on the cross, says, no, to save you, I have to stay here. I have to die. And this is the thing. He lays down his life, and he has the authority to raise it up again. He raises up his life from the dead, the charge that he's received from the Father. Verse 19, there was again a division among the Jews because of these words. Many of them said, he has a demon and is insane. Why listen to him? Others said, these are not the words of one who is oppressed by a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? Referring to what Jesus did in chapter 9, healing a man born blind. I mean, this is, this is amazing. Jesus is doing miracles as proof he is who he says that he is. Verse 22, at that time, the feast of dedication took place at Jerusalem. It was winter and Jesus was walking in the temple 
in the colonnade of Solomon. So the Jews gathered around him and said to him, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered them, I told you, and you do not believe. And so this is, this is something I think for us, nearly 2,000 years later, we've got to wrestle with. Jesus claims that he is the Christ. Christ is a, uh, a word which means Messiah. It's a word which means Savior. Jesus self-identifies as the Savior of the world. And so when we say in 2019 what we think about Jesus, we can't simply say that he was a good man or a good teacher because he makes specific claims about himself and who he is. And if he is not who he said he is, then he cannot be a good teacher because it would be lies that he's telling us. But if he is who he says he is, then there is no one in the history of the world more important. And so Jesus says, the works that I do in my father's name bear witness about me. But you don't believe because you are not among my sheep. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish and no one will snatch them out of my hand. So if you are in Christ, if you follow Jesus, if you believe that he is your savior, he is holding you in the palm of his hands and there is nothing, nothing that can snatch you out of them. He has you secure. And we look around the world and obviously there are threats. There are physical threats, spiritual threats, mental threats, relational threats. But Jesus is telling us here, like, I've got you. No matter what, you are mine. Jesus says, my father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of my father's hand. I and the father are one. Again, Jesus claiming he is God. He is of equality. He is of equal footing with his father in heaven. This angered the Jews. Verse 31, they picked up stones again to stone him. Jesus answered them, I have shown you many good works from the Father. For which of them are you going to stone me? The Jews answered him, it's not for a good work that we're going to stone you, but for blasphemy, because you, being a man, make yourself God. Now, they can't understand, and really, I can't either, that Jesus, a man, is God. I, I, I've got to be honest, this is, this is a struggle for me. This is a, a roadblock for me that Jesus, like I've seen flesh and blood people. Look around, man, we're not all together. We, we've got some struggles. And Jesus here is saying, no, I'm not only a man. I am a man, but I'm more than a man. I am also God. Jesus answered them, is it not written in your law, I said you are gods? If he called them gods to whom the word of God came, and scripture cannot be broken. Do you say of him whom the Father consecrated and sent into the world, you are blaspheming? Because I said, I am the Son of God. If I'm not doing the works of my Father, then do not believe me. But if I do them, even though you do not believe me, believe the works that you may know and understand that the Father is in me and I am in the Father. Jesus says, look at what I'm doing. That guy was blind. Now he sees. You were hungry. I fed thousands of you. You were sick, I healed you. I raised the dead like I am, I am Jesus. I am man and I am God. Look at the works. <sighs> but they don't. Again, they sought to arrest him, verse 39, but he escaped from their hands. He went again across the Jordan to the place where John had been baptizing at first, and there he remained. 
And many came to him, and they said, John did no sign, but everything that John said about this man was true, and many believed in him there. The things that John said about Jesus were that the one coming after him was greater than him, whose sandal John wasn't even fit to untie. John says, he must become greater, I must become less. John the Baptist is always pointing people to Jesus, always pointing people to their Savior. Phenomenal, phenomenal text for us today in John 10. I want to thank you for listening. If there's something you want to hear or questions you have about what we've been reading, I'd encourage you to ask them. Pastor Matt at HolyCrossOxford.com is my email. You can also text 248-274-4676. We'll try to answer those questions as you've got them. And if there's something you'd like us to drink and review, or if there's a book of the Bible you'd like us to read, that's the way to get it. By way of the beer review today, I've got to say, I'll drink solid gold if that's what you've got at your party. It's a pretty good beer, but it's not my favorite lager, and it's definitely not the first lager I would go to because I tend to avoid the hoppier beers. So when I, when I crack open a can of solid gold and I, I pour it and I, I taste it, it's, it's crisp, it's refreshing, it does all those things that a lager should do, but it's, it's a little too bitter for me. And so I rated Solid Gold a 3.75 out of 5. I think it fits right into what Founders is trying to do. Their, their beers are bold and aggressive, so it's, it's on point. It's a, a beer of the character of Founders, but it just wasn't necessarily my favorite beer. There are other lagers out there that I would prefer to drink. But what do you think? Again, Pastor Matt at HolyCrossOxford.com, 248-274-4676. Love to hear your thoughts. Thanks for listening. This is Beers and Bibles. No beer or Bible experience necessary. You're invited to follow Jesus, learn, and grow.